the Holy Gospel according to St. Luke, the ninth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Now about eight days after these sayings, Jesus took with him Peter and John and James and went up on the mountain to pray. And while he was praying, the appearance of his face changed and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly they saw two men, Moses and Elijah, talking to him. They appeared in glory and were speaking of his departure, which he was about to, was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Now Peter and his companions were weighed down with sleep, but since they had stayed awake, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with him. Just as they were leaving him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good for us to be here. Let us make three dwellings, one for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah, not knowing what he said. While he was saying this, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were terrified as they entered the cloud. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. When the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone. And they kept silent, and in those days told no one any of the things they had seen. On the next day, when they had come down from the mountain, a great crowd met him. Just then a man from the crowd shouted, Teacher, I beg you to look at my son. He is my only child. Suddenly a spirit seizes him, and all at once he shrieks. It convulses him until he foams at the mouth. It mauls him and will scarcely leave him. I begged your disciples to cast it out, but they could not. Jesus answered, You faithless and perverse generation. How much longer must I be with you and bear with you? Bring your son here. While he was coming, the demon dashed him to the ground in convulsions, but Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit, healed the boy, and gave him back to his father. And all were astounded at the greatness of God. The Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated, and the children may come forward for a children's sermon. What's summer like? Yeah. It's hot. It's hot? What else? Yeah. It's rainy. rainy, sometimes rainy. What else? We don't have any school. No school. Yes. What else? Sometimes it storms. Sometimes it storms, yeah. Well, what do the like what's the colors of summer? Yeah. 
blue. What's blue? Sky. Sky. What else? Yellow. What's yellow? Flowers and the sun. What else? Green. Green? Oh, yeah, what's green? Grass. Grass. What else? White. White. What's white? The clouds. The clouds. Yeah. Gray. Gray. What's gray? Um, the like, dandelions that you can blow. Yeah. What's it feel like during summer? Yeah. Yeah, when was the last time you walked outside and you were hot? Long time ago. Yeah. Um, all the way lifts off. Yeah. Yeah, you feel lighter. I mean, you're not wearing like six layers anymore, right? Yeah. And all the weight of school and all the yeah. trouble. All the school's gone. Not all the work, but a lot of the same time of work is gone. It's very freeing. What else? Um, some, some kids have swimming lessons. Oh, yeah, swimming lessons. So you feel the water, and you go from hot to cold and back again. Yeah. One more. What's it smell like during summer? Yeah. It smells fresh. Like you. Fresh. I just know the smell when it's there. Yeah, fresh, right? You can, it's like not closed in houses, right? Delicious. Yeah, you see the grill going. Oh, man. I could go for something off the grill, you know? That sounds good. These all seem really far away, don't they? Yeah. That's kind of what the story is about today. The story, in the story, Jesus is transfigured. His figure changes, right? His actual appearance changes. And for a moment, these disciples kind of get a taste of everything that God can do. It's not the wholeness. And when we say wholeness, it's not the whole thing. This isn't, they were in heaven all of a sudden. But they kind of get the gist of exactly who Jesus is and exactly who, and the power of who Jesus is. But that's not the whole thing, is it? They also go back down and they, they heal a boy. Jesus heals a boy, I should say, who's having a whole lot of trouble. And they see the glory of God there too. I think they related. I think they've been seeing Jesus do these miracles for so long that they might have started thinking, well, this is just something that Jesus does. And it's just for now. And all of a sudden... They see Jesus transfigured and they're like, wow, there's so much more to this. And then they go back again. It's kind of like us in summer right now. We remember summer. But until we really feel, walk outside and you're already hot, almost sweating, and until we really smell that summer smell again, pollen and all, until, until we really taste that food again, it's hard, to, it's hard to have summer in our bones in the same way winter's in our bones. It's hard to imagine Jesus changing everything when we just see Jesus changing things bit by bit, moment by moment. I think we're meant to know the two. Sometimes we know Jesus bit by bit. In fact, most of the time we know Jesus bit by bit. 
And sometimes, all of a sudden, we see Jesus in fullness. Yes. We actually had a little bit of taste of spring. Yeah. Every once in a while, you get that thing that reminds you. Sometimes it's communion. Sometimes it's out in the world. But every once in a while, you get that thing that reminds you. They connect. Your everyday life and these things that remind you connect. Just like this story. So this week, I want you to do both. I want you to look for Jesus in your everyday life in the places where Jesus is making things change bit by bit by bit by bit. Just small little things. I want you to look for Jesus, if Jesus appears this way, miraculously. They're both there. And they're related. Does that make sense? Alright. Should we say a prayer? Let's pray. Gracious God, we're thankful. We're thankful for your presence with us through every season of life, both the literal summer and the literal winter, and all the emotional seasons of our life too. We ask that this week we might see you in our everyday lives and in miraculous moments, that both of them might teach us a little bit more about who you are and who we should be continue to love us and continue to care for us and bring us once again to that glad summer of Easter. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you. name of Jesus. Amen. It's been a long time since we've seen summer, hasn't it? <laughs> if you got to shovel one more sh- shovel full of snow, if you got to push one more plow, if you got to stay home one more time from the events being planned, you know, it's going to drive you nuts. But it's the season for it. In this story, I believe we have two seasons, just right back to back. We have that moment of glory, that moment of transfiguration, where the disciples recognize that Jesus is more than just some healer walking from town to town, and Jesus is more than just some prophet walking from town to town, and Jesus is more than just some person with great power walking from town to town. Jesus is more than just town to town. Jesus is the wholeness of this faith. Jesus is the wholeness of this experience, the wholeness of everything that's come from Abraham and from Moses and from Elijah and throughout their faith. And they have this moment and they take it in and there we see the glory, right? They appear in glory. That cloud that surrounds them, unless you've You might have forgotten, but in the time of Moses, the people followed God. 
and a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. This cloud surrounds them. This cloud engulfs them. They enter the cloud. No one enters the cloud. They enter the cloud. They enter into the very immediate presence of God. And God confirms it in a way that we wish God would confirm things. God confirms it. This is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. There's not a way of making things more clear. It's a really powerful moment. It sets into context all the things that they've been seeing and all the things they will see. This is the moment that rings in their ears all the way to the cross. But this isn't all. Because they go back down the mountain. And here we see Jesus starting up the ministry again, right? Here we see Jesus starting up once again the things that Jesus had been doing the whole time and the disciples who were left there, the nine of them, they're trying to do the things that Jesus was doing and they're trying to be the things that Jesus wanted them to be and they're failing spectacularly. And so when Jesus comes down the mountain and this father of the boy approaches Jesus he begs and he pleads just like they've always been doing. And Jesus does that double move that Jesus always seems to do, heading in one direction and the other at the same time. The one direction being, you faithless and perverse generation, how much longer must I be with you? And, okay, bring him to me. Both, I've told you how many times, you gotta get this, and, I'll do it again. This is the Jesus that we want to see in our everyday lives. This is the Jesus that transforms us. And yet, this isn't all of Jesus. The two are meant to be connected. We don't see one without the other. Here, at the end, again, all are amazed at the greatness of God. But the text makes a choice. The text makes an insistence on where we should be focused. And I don't know if we've caught it. You see, the disciples keep silent. And over here, all are amazed at the greatness of God. This is a moment. The mountaintop is a moment. The healing and the service to others is a lifetime. This is where we live. I think most of our lives are spent here in work wanting to see this. Wanting to see the mountain. is spent here in work wanting to see a moment where we can just believe a little more deeply 
than we do right now, where we can just be confirmed in a way that we've never been confirmed before, where we can affirm faith in a way that we've never affirmed before. We spend so much time wanting to be on the mountain that I think sometimes we forget this is where Jesus stays. This is where all see the greatness of God. This is where all are fed. This is where all are healed. This is where God does the things. Even when God's frustrated with us forgetting time and time again. There's a promise here. There's a promise that this isn't the last time we'll see Jesus in this way. This isn't the last time that Jesus' body will be transfigured into something that creates faith for us. And there's a promise here that Jesus is there even when we're not getting it, even when we're not doing it. And the promise is meet one another. We structure our worship this way. Every single day you live is the moment in the plane. Every single day you live are those moments where you're looking for the people who are crying out. Every single day you live are the moments when you are the one who is crying out. Every single day is this walking with Jesus, hoping to be healed, hoping to be the one that's healing, and both having a tension of not quite happening. And then on Sundays we come here. And in a transfigured body and blood, Jesus comes down off of this altar to you and presents himself to you again and again. So often that I think we become a little bit <laughs> numb to it. This is God. And God's for you. This is God's sacrifice. And God's sacrifice is for you. This is the glory and greatness of God made manifest, and it's for you. This is my son, my chosen. Listen to him for you. And we pause, and we take in, and we go go right back out into the living, into the healing, into the crying out, into the work. This is our holy movement. This is our holy motion. This is who we are.
in a few minutes, God will offer God's self to us again. And I don't say that lightly, and I don't say that figuratively. In a few minutes, the God of heaven and earth will so choose to step down from heaven, to break God's self again, and to give God's self quite literally to you. God has heard your cries. And God has come to us. And then in God's wisdom, God will send you out again. And you might still be the ones crying out, and you might still be the ones who are broken, and you might still be the ones who are searching for someone to be with. But God goes with you. This text doesn't answer anything. It just tells us where to find it. So trust this motion. Trust your going out and your coming in. Trust God to be out there when you leave and trust God to be here when you come back. Trust this motion. And with the people in this world that are searching for something, begging for something, share this motion. Share the going out. Share the coming in. And share with them a space where God gives God's self away. God be with you in this pattern. God be with you in the plane. And God's here right now. Amen.